Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of O Jeremiah Talks, the podcast where me and Aaron sit down and just catch up on all things life. And uh, we have a really fun episode for you this week. I talked, I think it was last week or the last week, about my computer just erupting. And I, it was like a whole thing where I had to go to Apple and get my computer fixed, and I lost a bunch of stuff. But anyway, the good news was I got a year subscription from Apple Plus or Apple TV, whatever it's called. And uh, that means we finally got to watch Ted Lasso. It is the show that I have wanted to see so bad. I knew I would love it, and holy cow, was I correct. So this week on the podcast, it's all about Theodore Lasso. I'm just assuming that's what Ted is short for. I don't know what it's short for. Uh, If you join us on Patreon after uh, this episode, we also talk about my new favorite band, Flight. They're a band from London, and they just released their sophomore album, This Is Going To Hurt. So if you want that, we also talk about uh, The Flight Attendant. Uh, We talk, oh, and uh, what's the other show that we, uh, because of Apple Plus, we, we talk about The Morning Show. That's what we talk about. So a lot going on on Patreon, and we have all kinds of new songs over on Patreon. I don't want to brag about it, but it's a great time over on Patreon. So go to ojeremiahtalks.com, and it'll take you right to it. But that's enough of that. Let's get into this podcast. O Jeremiah Talks about Ted Lasso. Yeah. I wanted to be you talking on the intro. I will feel together. Yeah. vibe for every day. Hello, my love. Uh, hi, Jeremiah. How I'm are incredibly you? incredibly sleepy today. Oh, good. Just jumping right in. Uh, I can tell that you're sleepy, but you're that kind of sleepy that looks like a little bit drunk. You know what I mean? Like there's like two different, there's like mean sleepy Aaron that's like everybody out. And then there's like the kind of like you're here floopy for a vibe. is what yeah, I call it. Yeah. You're like a little floopy, which I love. Yeah. I'm definitely not drunk today. <laughs> no, you're definitely not drunk. It's too early to be drunk, but or I just I don't let's be clear I I don't really get that way. I don't think I've I think I've may have seen you every time I've seen you like re- remotely feeling anything from alcohol it was yeah. an accident. And it's always I had a cider on an empty stomach. Right. I've never seen you rage in my entirety of knowing you. There was like one birthday we went to Keg and Barrel and all my friends bought me like different types of shots. That was one of my first experiences with you. So had that been my like... Wait, one of your first experiences with me. I think we had been dating for like a year, right? No, no. Uh, yeah, but the first year didn't count. No, <laughs> no, I mean, but like... you almost died on my watch and then you see me drunk for the first time. Yeah, we did start pretty, pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. But no, it was like one of those... I think it was my 22nd birthday. So it was pretty... Our relationship was... Probably like new. eight months in, so yeah. you're, you're fairly right. But you had but all I, of these like <laughs> Colombian and Cuban friends, and they were like throwing drinks at you, and uh, I was like, like, "This chick rages." Yeah. Them. Oh yeah, that was the first time you hung out with me and like all of those orchestra friends, and that was really fun. That was a great really time. Fun, but apparently, when I have that, I think whenever I have too much in general, or I feel it, I get super friendly. You do. You start waiting on people. But you're like, like, can I get you something from the, from like, the bar? What ridiculously do you need? friendly. And like almost, you're like bussing tables. <laughs> but at this point, I got so friendly. I got past friendly and I got to the point where I was just like really thankful and like just like gratitude overload. So much so that my friend, have I told this story before? I don't know, but I love this story my, so much. 
my uh, one of my best friends in college, her name was Camila, and she's from Colombia. And uh, I have no I have no idea why or how it even came to my mind to do it. But apparently, I was friends with her mom on Facebook. Who you know, her mom doesn't speak a ton of English, but that night, whenever I got home at like one a.m., I thought it'd be a good time to reach out to her mom and just let her know how cool her Camila was. Yeah, and. I was just like, that's a really thoughtful hey, thing, Nancy. It's like really good, or maybe I called her like Miss Patino. I'm not really sure, but I was like, hey, I'm like good friends with Camila, and I I just think she's like so great, and I'm just like really thankful for her. So that was one of the weirdest things I've done. The first time I ever got, like, so my friend Jim uh, or Jimmy, we we would hang out all the time, but we never drank. I never drank in high school. I, ne- I like I never anything. Yeah. Like I was literally president like, of the abstinence committee. I was like the yeah. most straight edge d- dude. I didn't drink at all in high school. Like maybe like around family, like we had like Christmas sangria, but like I did like a few times in college underage drinking, but like n- not enough to like worry. About. I, I never know. like, it was just never a thing. Yeah. But, uh, he and I like kind of split up some in college. Like we weren't super close like we were because he, he, I went into music, he went into like right. biology. So like our paths kind of split, but we came together one time and he was like, dude, uh, I drink now. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't, I don't really do that. I don't that. know how. Yeah, I don't really know how. <laughs> and I was thinking like recreationally, like, could you teach me? And he's like, dude, for sure. So uh, he ordered, I think it was four large Papa John's pizzas. And that, that sounds fake. No, it was so. It was me, him, and his cousin. In my memory, this could all be wrong now, but he and a. I didn't even. I don't even know the size of this bottle of Maker's Mark, and I didn't know what an appropriate amount was. How can you still drink Maker's Mark? Uh, I, I still like Maker's Mark. Do you know what like I'm if it's, yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, he never in his teaching. He was just like, you pour it in a cup, you drink it, done. And I didn't know limits. I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. So my first experience with it was like super brutal. Didn't know if we'd share about drinking stories. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. How did that even come up? Oh, because you're Can sleepy. I, yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink today. You're just like, just this coffee. is the mood I'm in. Yeah. Can I share a story about my sister that I really love? I wish you In would. regards to drinking. Yeah. Um. So my, my sister and I are three years apart. I went to Southern Miss for my undergrad she ended up going to Southern Miss for her graduate school. And so she moved to Hattiesburg and we lived together from the last, or we lived together for three years whenever I was in college. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend living with your sibling in college. Just like, don't do it. But we do have- I lived with mine. Yeah. I I don't recommend it. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, But I mean, I say that we definitely have some great memories. We love each other very deeply. We get along super well now at a at a really good distance. But it was just, like, not good for us then. Um, but anyways, she was, like, this is just one of my favorite sister. Like, it was such an older sister move, but in a in a very cool way. So like I was I was a sophomore in college. I had just broken up with a guy I had dated for like, two and a half years I mean he was the worst we almost got married it was like a serious relationship so I was out of that and I was in this like newly single phase and I just like went on dates with like everyone that sounds dramatic but like I was I felt so trapped and there's a lot of things that went wrong in that relationship so I just was like single and having a great time so 
there's this guy in my class that you've actually met him. He came to an O. Jeremiah show, which is super creepy to me now. But anyways. Is it the guy I'm thinking of? Possibly. Okay. I don't know. But there's this guy. He's got the face. What? Sorry, I was trying to be vague, but I don't know I how to. Like, do, I don't know. He's got the face. I was like, the, he um, does have one. Yeah, he usually wears shirts. Okay, good. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but anyways, so he was in my like theater appreciation class, and he asked if I wanted to do like dinner or something. And then I, I told him I was going to this play. And he was like, "Oh, I, I loved it. that'd be so cool. I want to go with you." And I was like, "Okay." So it's like this very classy event. Like I wore like a nice dress, and it was like a like a, the music department, right? Yeah. So that was my turf, and I was like, "Oh, this is what I do." I'm. Whenever you're a music major, you think you're like the coolest person on campus. Whenever you're around people that aren't music majors, so I was feeling that hardcore. Do you yeah, know what I mean? For sure. So we go, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm going to the frat house after this. Do you want to meet me there?" And that is the complete opposite of. A a musical theater performance. It's not really a frat house. It's you, it's the it bar, is, right? It is a bar called the frat house. Yeah, which is very that's just bad. But marketing. it definitely was the vibe. Yeah, is frat. It's house. like a frat it's house like, you pay to get drinks. Like it's it, yeah yeah. It, but it was essentially just Greek life there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not familiar with this life at all. I had only hung out with musicians at that point. So I was like. I would try to play it cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd like, I'd love to go. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, Aaron, you, you don't want to be with someone like that. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? But, you know, whatever. So I go home, panic, and I and I was like, Alex, uh, so it was my sister. I was like, I, I'm a little bit, like, worried about this. Like, I've never been here before. It sounds a little bit sketchy, but, like, this is just not my vibe. And he, like, wants me to meet him there. And she's like, not even skipping a beat. She was like, cool, I'll go with you. Just, like, not even, didn't even bother her like i knew it would be not fun for her like he, all those things so she goes in my closet she picks out something for me to change into that's more appropriate for like not a classical theater performance did she just cut off your black pants and make them daisy dukes <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and she took your sleeves and ripped them off yes. so you had a tank dog and, and dress daisy dukes yes 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 i yeah, yeah. actually my clothes suddenly had zippers and yeah, yeah. Just, boom, just she just put she just kept what you were wearing and wrapped you in overalls yes and just a, said go a stick of eyeliner and was like blasted up and yeah no, i don't know how to talk like that no it's great and so, so kind. I didn't realize until in hindsight how kind of it was for her to even offer to go. So we both go together. The guy's a jerk. Like, just the just like the grossest dude ever. But at the beginning, like, I'm not seeing that. And so my sister goes and orders me a gin and tonic. That was, like, my first drink out, um, you know, because I'm, like, 19 at the time. And it was just it, – it was such a sister move of – I'm going to go with her because she's scared, but I'm actually going with her because I need to protect her. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it was like no, looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, she was literally just trying to help me and look out for me because she was worried about my first drinking experience like out in public. Yeah. And so she, I just, I love her for that. I love that memory. We left pretty quickly because I learned that he was like gross. And anyway, so. But yeah, I'm thankful I, for her. I love that. I don't even have the experience of going to a bar. And I grew up in bars. Like, my, since I was 15. Playing shows. Playing yeah. shows, yeah. Yeah. And I never drank at them. When people were, like, giving us cases of beer as the musicians. Yeah. And we just left them there. Yeah. We were just like, okay, cool. That's neat that you do that. Um, 
But I, the idea of going to a bar and getting someone to order you a drink has never happened to me. Mm. But and you know, my dad had a complicated relationship with drinking. I was just it was always taboo to me. Yeah. And whenever I finally started drinking, like we're in a whiskey club together. Like we yes. we go once a month to this whiskey club where we do a PowerPoint presentation so on where it's from. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it too. That's my speed with alcohol. I like to sit down, everyone just like kindly discuss uh, it. Discuss it. Wow, that sure is Petey. It like really that's the kind of stuff I say when I'm trying to rage. <laughs> it just really makes you appreciate it. Yeah. And I can't I, I don't drink uh beer anymore because most beers have gluten. Yeah. And that's like such a bummer for me because one of my favorite hangs is going to Creature Comforts. Yeah. Um because we live in a great town if you like to drink. I know. Athens is like a our wonderful friends are going to academia to and or they went there recently and I was like, oh that sounds so fun. Yeah. I miss gluten there. I, I got a, I got a whoop strap. Yeah. And uh this is gonna be the thing I'm super into, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh but it's it's kind of like showing me the toll drinking has yes. on like your rest and, and like recovery. your recovery, which I never realized. Yeah. Like, it affects I, your blood sugar regulation yeah. highly and it also affects your um your it, it's been affecting my sleep. Yeah. And I think that I'm at the age now where I'm like, oh I only want to do things that are that are positive. Yeah. Like I don't I don't need to be reckless because life itself is reckless enough. Uh-huh. So I just that's just another thing, you know. Can I share a quick health thing that I was reading to you yesterday about alcohol sure, consumption? Go ahead. As this people this that part this party's about to go all the way to 10. Okay, I can tell. Stop. No, it Wait, it, can, can before you say that, I just want you to know your super uh like impactful story about your sister was once upon a time my sister went with me to a bar <laughs> that's what it was like i was thinking like oh i don't remember this story but literally the punchline was just alex went with you well that was yeah, just really funny it, to me it, the sacrifice she made to go with me no i i know and i know your sister and i know that that is like out of character for her but I legitimately, the way you built it up, you're like, can I tell this story? We uh, went to a bar. There I were ninjas. And Alex and she took out a katana yeah. and defended my honor. She took my gin and tonic and she chunked it at them. Yeah. Yes. No, I get it wasn't that it grand. Was, the frat house was burning to the ground and she saved everyone in. Like, that's okay. what it, that was what the buildup was. Well, I mean, she, she saved me from like a a terrible person. Yeah, like a like a douche. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that, but... Um, yeah, I know we both can were. We say that? That word has a really powerful sound. You said it recently in front of my stepdad, and I was like... I did. Oh, gosh. I think I think it's... Of all the words that trigger people, I think that is the most effective. I just called him my stepdad. I've never said that before. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions we're a getting through. A lot of through. emotions. Okay, tell us your food. Okay. Ruin alcohol for everybody. Go no, ahead. No, I mean, just, I mean just, just pace yourself. Just like, you know, let it be celebratory. Um, but... Whenever you drink alcohol, it kind of sends. Does it block signals from neurotransmitters? Is that what I read? You you. It it affects your neurotransmitters in a way that you know, and that's I think I've talked about that on here. Like that's like um, involves a lot of your just like feel goods, <laughs> as I want to call it, and it'll it sends like a like a false sig- a signal of like serotonin or something signaling in your brain of like. Oh, this is this is a good time, or it blocks it. I'm messing this up. Yeah, I messed yeah. it up. It's interesting when you said it coherently when you weren't drunk. Yes, <laughs> uh, you were basically uh, debunking because I make everything about songwriting and I make everything about playing music. But there is this like stupid 
cliche that like drinking in like drinking heightens your creativity, like the hemming way of like right drunk edit sober. Right. And it kind of debunks all that because like mm -hmm. it makes it, it foggy brain doesn't make you more creative. Yeah. Like it, it, it inhibits you. Like it keeps you from doing the thing that you were designed to do. Yeah. I, I, I really messed that up. Do you want me to take this out? I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Look it up. It yeah, does oh, that's, with your that's what we should do. Every time we tell a story, we should just go look it up. Just look it up. Yeah, that's everything. Okay, I let's go to something I know what to say. Okay, for. let's talk about the greatest show that is available to human yeah, beings yeah, yeah, right yeah, this yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so I have so much to say about this show, Ted Lasso. We watched it in two days. We gobbled it up. Freaking loved I it. I mean. If it was a buffet, it was all you can eat. That's how fast we ate this thing. Like, we loved it. Actually, all you can eat does not equal speed. What mm. what equals speed? If it was a... It, I'll come up with something. Okay, great. Uh, let me know. Uh, so, Ted Lasso is a show with Jason Sudeikis. It's on Apple+. Plus. Mm -hmm. We're a little bit late to the game, which is fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, because... We, we didn't put it off on purpose. Like, we just didn't have a login. Well, we didn't have Apple+. Plus. But last week <laughs> we talked. How I said a login. But we talked about my computer crashing last week, and how it was like the biggest, just like pain in the butt ever. I go and I get my computer booted up again because I had to restart it from scratch. As soon as I did that, I got an email that we got a year of Apple Plus. So all of that Donnie suffering was was not was for Ted Lasso. Was actually, it was all in the name of Ted Lasso. And I'm yeah. Now I'm watching the morning show, so we're really getting we're catching we're getting up. Our, our years worth. Yeah. So I, I boot it up. We go to, I get my login. First thing we do that night, we're like, Ted Lasso, let's go. Let's do this thing. So we jump in to Ted Lasso. It is a show made by Bill Lawrence and Jason Sudeikis. Bill Lawrence is responsible for one of my all-time favorite TV shows, Scrubs. Uh-huh. That is defining of my college. Jason Sudeikis is a writer on the show or a director? I think he wrote the pilot with Bill Lawrence. Jason Sudeikis, okay. uh, you know him from a ton of stuff, but he was one of, uh, like, the... He was my generation Saturday Night Live cast. Like, everyone thinks their generation of Saturday Night Live was the best, and I agree with them. Yeah. Like, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wiig. Like, I forgot he was on SNL. How long was he on it? Forever. Really? I think he was. I think he was on. I think he was on SNL for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. He was exceptional. Like that whole, like the Fred Armisons, like that that whole generation of cast members is my favorite. Yeah. And whenever I go, you know, SNL doesn't really age well because it's so topical. But I can still go back and watch those sketches because they're so funny. To I don't me. know. Sometimes I think they do really well. Like Will Forte is he's amazing. Like that that anyway. Yeah. Uh, every time I see Jason Sudeikis in a TV show or a movie, I'm like, yeah, it's just not what I want him to do. Like he's not he's holding back. He's not doing a Jason Sudeikis thing. And boy, did he find that in Ted Lasso. He plays. It, uh, my understanding is it was a commercial in the Super Bowl. Of Ted Lasso, he's like coaching the Super Bowl or these this football team. We need to look that up. Yeah, and it was like a really popular commercial, so much so that they based this show on it. Like his character was like like a very southern. Is that maybe yeah, he's like from, a very southern? He's from Kansas. Optimistic. Yes. Football coach. I could see that as a yeah a Super Bowl commercial. But he 
I think Jason Sudeikis actually is from Kansas. Okay. He, yeah. So because his accent is amazing. Is is spot on in the it's show. It's spot on. It's yeah. really great. I it took it took me like maybe one or two episodes before I really landed on the humor of it. Yeah, I definitely got more out of it than you. You laughed a lot more than I did. I I didn't. You know what's shocking? What's up? I didn't. Really, I didn't cry in it, but like I cried twice. But I. I think it's because I I just wasn't in the mood to, so I purposely held back. It's weird because, like, we talked about this a lot. You're in the process of learning how to let yourself cry more. Yeah. And I'm almost doing the opposite. And not because I'm ashamed of crying, but sometimes it just costs too much for me. And so yeah. I'm just not in the mood for it. And so I've gotten to the point where I can kind of, like, pull back from it. Yeah, I like that you said cost because when I think about Ted Lasso, it is a show that costs you nothing to enjoy. Because I think about TV now, I think about Breaking Bad, I think about, you know, House of Cards, Game of Thrones, like these shows that it costs so much of your heart to to get through them. And like, yeah, there are these amazing scenes, but you watch people get beheaded and all these other things. But Ted Lasso is just is joy. feel good and joy so the whole time. And it also shows that you don't have to sacrifice feel good joy for great content, great writing. Cause the show had like those like cliffhanger moments. It had those like super cool, like, ha, I gotcha moments. How did they how did they write those funny jokes every time that Jason's character said? Like or Ted Lasso said, like, how did and here's the thing, we have a friend that reminds me of his character so much. Like yeah. his style of humor. Yeah. And how do you how do you how are you like oh let's tap into that like oh what's something that Ted Lasso would say right and it it was so funny though yeah he Ted Lasso's one-liners in the show are like unparalleled are the show to me they are the whole show that's the stick or the shtick however you say that word um but they're so on the verge of being corny but it toes a line to where it's still super clever that you, every time he has a line like that, I like LOL'd. Well, and also Nate's character. Nate is the, I, I don't know soccer at all, and I still really enjoyed it. I don't know the rules of soccer, and that's part of the show because Ted Lasso doesn't either. Yeah. He gets uh, the job because he doesn't know anything. And that doesn't give away anything. I think that's even in the commercial. Yeah. But Like they're purposely, one of the the bosses is trying to like, sabotage yeah sabotage the, the franchise the, or whatever yeah. but you don't have to know anything about soccer to understand that it's like every episode is just like he's in over his head and the humor is just so spectacular humor is great but also like his special moments of like saying something sincere to the team yeah are so great it's really beautiful and the way he coaches them and how he just shows them that he cares and he wants them all to like feel like a team yeah, got it's a just lot. Really sweet. There's a lot of Mumford and Sons in it, or it's at least Marcus Mumford. He's the sound. He's the theme song. Yes, and I th I think that makes it. It's a very Americana vibe. Yes, and I so Jason Sudeikis was in a Mumford and Sons music video. He was in uh, was it Hopeless like Wanderer. Or... Uh, it was a spoof. So the the music video, it's like they're walking in, and at this point, Mum Mumford and Sons had kind of become like a trope of itself. Yeah. Like it was like overalls and or suspenders and banjo and, you know, whatever. And it shows these characters 
and you think it's Mumford and Sons, and then it reveals that it's Ed Helms, Will say, Forte, Ed Helms is in it, right? Jason Bateman, and Jason Sudeikis. It's like the no wonder all... I get those two confused so much. Did yeah, I never... yeah. But uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Marcus was played by Jason Sudeikis. So it was it was really funny to me to watch the theme song and to know immediately that it was Mumford and Sons and be like, oh my gosh. Yes, it it almost I don't know in in a weird way it felt kind of like a Nashville vibe okay. even though it was like filmed in london yeah i don't know maybe i'm thinking i think the music made it very because what was the other band that they used that i was like oh that's very americana of them. lumineers yes yeah i was so really everything surprised. in that same vein yeah i was really surprised you know every show this year had to learn how to navigate uh the pandemic and i don't know if they filmed the show before the pandemic was even a thing but there is like the whole movie or the whole series takes place in 2020 and they never address it. Yeah. And he even says like, Hey man, it's the year 2020. Really? Yeah. And And there's these huge, huge stadiums of people. They never address it. I kind of like that. I like that too. Uh, To be able, cause maybe it's going to be nice to like look back at shows and not have to think. Cause I bet, I bet that's such a hard decision. It's like, that's one of the first decisions they have to make is like, do we, address covid in this yeah i think like movies it would have ruined the first season i yeah like because the whole energy of those games is like on the big crowds and you know because you could see everybody's faces like i don't and again they probably filmed it in 2019 and like just they were like okay we don't have the option to do this i wonder yeah but i do wonder i think it i think it benefited them because when did it come out last fall i think so i think I could be wrong. So maybe it was in 2019. We're just so late to it. Yeah. But I, I, I'm i starting to feel, because things are starting to open up and things are starting to, to feel a little bit more normal. I remember whenever pandemic happened and new shows would come out, I would get like uneasy watching characters interact. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, no, they're not wearing a mask. Or they're, I like it would literally take me out of it. Yeah. And I would get anxious watching shows. And watching Ted Lasso had the opposite effect on me. I was like, oh, yeah, we're on our way to that now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're on our way to being in big groups. Yes. And, you know, like Bonnaroo just announced its lineup. Yes, that, I saw that. And, and they're going to meet in September. And, like, all these big festivals are finally starting to actually plan on happening. I mean, who knows? In September it may get canceled again. But, like, that that's one of the things that Ted Lasso made me realize. Like, oh, this is how it used to be and this is how we're kind of headed now. Yeah. Which I think is really great. I think my favorite thing of the whole show or of this season is that from the very beginning he doesn't really say that it's his mission but it feels like Ted Lasso's character he has like um he and his his assistant coach have a mission to help Nate have more confidence yeah and you'll see what I mean yeah but if you haven't seen it and I I think that's I don't know they they didn't I don't know. They don't make it the obviously like the primary storyline, but they but it's such an important part of how of just showing how to do that for someone. Yeah. Like tangible ways of like making that true for someone. Yeah, I think that I would say like on the the alphabet of plot points, that's probably like a C plot point of like everything that happens in the show. That's like down like, oh, and that the stuff with Nathan is super cool. It felt important to me. But all the A in B plot stuff, it reminds me of that like Game of Thrones formula 
where there's like 10 different things going on at once and at different episodes, they all intertwine, you know, like you yeah. think like, oh, that never is never going to come up again. And then it super does. And it super matters. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of that formula. But for the first time, it's so wholesome that it, yeah. you don't lose part of yourself while you watch the it show. It was just so nice to have a feel good show without really gross stuff happening or anything like vulgar. It was just like very. It was a change of pace for sure. Yes. It is on that level of, I, to me, there is the highest compliment to a show is I have it just on in the background. That's how comfortable a show makes me. Okay. There, Frasier is that for me. Like I watch Frasier probably more than any TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, the Office is that for us. Yeah. We get we go through phases with New Girl and Parks and Rec. And you get to that point where I watch the show so much because I love it so much that I that I just know it. That it just makes me feel at home. Yeah. And Ted Lasso is that level of funny and, like, cozy. It just hits all the right places. Yeah. Like, very similar humor. Very, uh, Bill Lawrence is the king of funny. And at the turn of, like, on the turn of a dime, it's, like, since, like very yes. sensitive and, like, emotional. Yeah. He is great at that. Yeah. There's one thing that they did with Ted's character that I didn't like. But, I mean, I didn't write the show. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah and we can't plot. I don't want to say it, but, and you told me that there's supposed to be three seasons. Yeah. So I, I watch, or I listen to fake doctors, real friends. It's a pod. It's the scrubs podcast. We've talked about it a bunch on here. Did they talk about Ted Lasso? They talk about Ted Lasso. So Bill Lawrence is the creator of scrubs and he goes on that podcast to talk about scrubs and Ted Lasso comes up on every episode because it's a it. hit. Yeah. And because Bill wrote it and he's, they always like, dude, Ted Lasso is crushing it. Whatever. Zach Braff directed episode two. So what? yeah. So Zach Braff is involved in the show and he got nominated for like a bunch of awards for it. For that episode? For that episode. Yep. He got nominated for a bunch of director's what? awards. Yeah. But it, it is really great to listen to Bill talk about just, he just unequivocally adores the show. Like he made Cougar Town, which is great. Like he, he's made a bunch of stuff. He worked on Spin City, like all these shows. But Ted Lasso to me is like the most universally loved thing. Oh, people love it. They love it. I've never met anyone that was like, eh, but like people love Ted Lasso. You know, if that was a movie, I think people would have been like, oh, that was kind of cheesy. Yeah, I think so too. But you get enough time with the characters to fall in love with them to be like oh i get why he's like that yes yes you you need the time it's a it's just a great can, we can't can, i can it imagine it as a movie and it just wouldn't do you know what i mean they yeah. could have shortened that to be a movie but yeah i think so too okay uh good stuff let's talk about what you're into this week and then let's okay. jump over to patreon what you got yeah you are you're gonna talk about whoop again well no i decided a different thing that i want to be into okay well I mean, I like your whoop, but I I just started and almost I'm finished with the morning show. Yep. And I'm enjoying that. I'm also late to that for, you know, you heard why. And <laughs> I think um, Jennifer Aniston is kind of blowing me away with her skill yeah. of acting. And it is shedding light on something that I am not very close to in like the workforce because we're self-employed. Right. Um, and I have experienced, like we've had experiences in our, in our jobs, like of a power dynamic or, you know, of a, a man telling me how to behave as a woman and, you know, just like sex is stuff that's really 
disheartening to go through, but um, never to the level of what this show is, you know, about. And I remember the my first time. I'm sure I grew up and and just missed it all the time. I know. And I'm sure that I was probably a partaker in it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sure that I did said stupid things yeah. and did stupid things before I knew better. But I, I remember the first time we were doing a commercial or something. We were we were filming something with uh, a film crew. Yeah. And there was a guy that kept telling you to smile, sweetie. And it like changed the way that I looked at every dude we work with. Yeah. Because I was he, also it, I was the only female in the room. The only one. Out of like 20 people on the staff. Yeah. Or on crew for this commercial. Mm -hmm. And then he told me we were engaged and he was like, I mean, can you even act like you're in love with him? And you're like, how do you, what does that and even look like? I, I was so irritated with him. Like I was so angry and he kept saying just, and he kept asking me to dance while I was playing. Oh, he was so gross and came home and I just like started crying and I, I didn't really know why I was crying because I didn't really have language for what had happened. Like yeah. I didn't really know what was going on. And um, I was like, he just doesn't even, he doesn't even know me. Like, why is he asking me to do this stuff? Well, and then I think six months later he came to a show and he like complimented me in a way that was like, I see you now. Yeah. And I see that I was trying to make you someone that you're not. Yeah. And, um, which is that something that is like, that's kind of a standard for, I think, who we work with now, not to treat me like that. I'm not saying like right. to not, to only not treat me like that, but a standard is like, do you see that I am not an extroverted woman? And yeah. so I'm not going to give you the typical performance vibe that you might be after. And if someone doesn't see that in me, then I don't want to work with them. Right. And that kind of helped me verbalize that. Yeah, I'm I'm just seeing a lot of I don't it's it's kinda hard to watch. Like I, I'm trying I want to finish it pretty quickly because I am thinking about it a lot. Yeah. It's not Ted Lasso, it takes something. I totally get that. Yeah. Speaking of Reese, uh the thing I'm into this week, besides mm -hmm. my whoop. Oh, book club. Book club, Reese's book club. I just read Where the Crawdads Sing. And yes. I'd seen it everywhere. Like I could I'm like, oh it's there's that orange every, book. Like, it's in every best selling yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently it is like the highest selling book in the last 10 years or something. Um, really? Yeah. But I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to read it. And the thing that sold me on it is that the the author graduated from UGA. And I was like, oh, Athens. Hey, I'll read this. And it was magnificent. I, re I think I read it in three days. One morning you read a chapter out loud to me. It was really sweet. Yeah. There, it, it was just really surprising. It's like in... You know, I kind of categorize books in it's like heavy and then it's like beach read. And this is like somewhere in between it. I was going to say. Leaning more towards beach read, I think. But. Really? Because it's fiction. No, I mean, all I read is fiction. But like it's. it's. No, I mean, there's some. There's, it seems like there's always a heaviness to something that's nonfiction. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I mean like East of Eden is not a page turner. It is like very dense, very slow moving. Oh, like this was like. Yeah, an and then Ready read. Player One is like okay, okay, okay. pure cotton candy. Got you it. know, this is somewhere in between those two things. It is a murder mystery, a coming of age tale, and like a love letter to nature. It mm -hmm. is like all three of those things equally, and it's mm -hmm. really great. Yeah, uh, the kind of the twist or whatever is 
wonderful. Like but the it's whole, like at the very end, right? It's at the very end, and you just like, I don't know. Like, I really loved it. I had a great experience with that book. I thought it was great. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, so that's it. Let's let's head over to Patreon. I love you. Headed to Patreon. Okay, bye. See you bye. there. Bye.